Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. The Biden administration, on the other hand, says inflation has been beaten. And meanwhile, Steve, the mortgage rate is 7.5%, which is killing middle-class homeowners and would-be purchases of homes. What do you make of it all, Mr. Steve Forbes? (laughs) I feel like saying a plague on all their houses. (laughs) Uh, The the, the Federal Reserve still believes that prosperity causes inflation. They're still very upset that there's a very low unemployment rate. Their wages are going up, even if for many people they're not matching the rise in prices. So uh, they're going to uh, try to trash the economy again. And uh, you already mentioned what's happening to uh, mortgage rates. With interest rates going up, companies and uh, individuals refinancing uh, their debt. You're already starting to see it hit the uh, car market uh, where uh, interest rates are going up. Card, credit card uh, debt is going up in terms of interest rates. You try to get a home equity loan, good luck. And now at the same time, Larry, the regulators are putting in new capital requirements on banks uh, that are going to make them uh, less uh, likely to lend at a time when the economy is facing serious headwinds. We all know what's happening with China. We all know what's happening with Japan and Europe. So uh, this is just bizarre. If you sat down and say you were the joker, how do we we make life miserable? You would uh, write Jay Powell's speeches. What? God, that's great. Um, what is inflation? Whooped? I mean, that's a big issue because uh, when you do, when you sort of parcel through these consumer price reports and you look at what's happened to the level of prices over the last couple of years, two years, two and a half years, you know, kitchen tables are talking about gasoline prices. They're talking about food and grocery prices. Uh, you mentioned uh, car prices. You can't get a car loan. I mean, what is the inflation story and what should we do about it? Well, the inflation story is, and you've mentioned it a number of times, is even if the official rate is coming down, prices in many areas are still going up, hmm. which is why you have the phenomenon of people with upper incomes going to Walmart. They want to get more value for their dollars. People hmm. are uh, spending more on necessities and being very careful where their extra dollars go. So you have a good part of the population now facing financial distress. So in terms of uh, the inflation, uh, the the way they should do it is the way we used to do it for 200 years very successfully, and that is to tie the dollar to gold or at least look at commodity prices that uh, Alan Greenspan did for a while Mm -hmm. when he was the head of the Federal Reserve. And uh, so you get relative uh, stability for the dollar. And that's how you conquer inflation. The rest of it will work for the system. So I just get, I feel like throwing up when I hear the Fed officials talk about, well, this part of the economy, prices are rising still too much, or the wages, blah, blah, blah. There's this central planning. Leave it alone. Mm. The economy is people, and people figure it out on their own. What is it? So let's look at, I mean, I love the gold story, and I like the commodity uh, back dollar. What does that stuff tell you? Uh, what that stuff tells you right now is uh, the dollar, if they would announce stability for the dollar, 
the right now uh, we're facing a pressure on the economy. So uh, there are indexes which are lagging inflation, which are lagging indicators. The labor market, which is a lagging indicator, all this tells you is the Federal Reserve piling on now is going to hurt the economy, not help it. Mm. It's going to make the uh, fight against the, it's going to make growth but more difficult. And we all know what happens politically when you have a slow growth economy. You get more pressure for spending, which means more bond buying, which by the Fed, which means more inflation down the road. So uh, I just wish they would just say, well, they won't, but uh, let's play fantasy world for a while. It's Saturday morning. Uh, to, they, they, they pick gold at 1900 or uh, say we're going to start yeah. doing a dust off Alan Greenspan speeches from the 90s. Uh, we, we, we can highlight them, <laughs> the, the appropriate quotes, and to give them to Jay Powell. To leave no, the I, economy alone. I think that's a great point. The gold prices have been fairly steady. Uh, for a while now, probably yeah. a year, all right? And so that may be telling us, the, you know, the Fed's going to go, they're going to launch into overkill, as you say, to kill the economy because they believe there's a trade-off uh, between unemployment and inflation. Um, I mean, they're probably, I would say it, they're probably in better shape on this, Steve, than they, they themselves realize. That's what's so bizarre. The patient is getting better. Mm. So stop bleeding them. Yeah. <laughs> let, let them get out of bed. <laughs> get back to a normal life. No, I think that's right. I mean, I think that's an in- interesting point you're making. Uh, they have drained about a trillion dollars, a little less than a trillion, uh, from their balance sheet. They're not buying bonds uh, anymore, or at least they're reducing their bond purchases. And the dollar is probably in better shape. It's just that they won't focus on that. So they're no, going to make... No, and it's amazing. They never mention, not one central banker ever mentions stability of the currency, stability right. of the dollar. Never mentioned. And so you're... Uh, that, that, that is just uh, totally uh, bizarre. And uh, people are going to look back when we finally come to our senses and say, what was going through their minds? Inflation, by definition, is lowering the value of your currency. Ask mm-hmm. the Argentinians where that can lead to. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, it's a really important point. Um, in your book, uh, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It, this is the how to fix it part. And um, as I say, they're in better shape than they realize. And if they, you know, if, they, if the White House, I mean, I know they're not going to do this, but if you had supply-side growth policies with lower taxes and regulations and so forth, um, we would be producing more goods, uh, and there's less high-powered money out there, and the currency is rather steady. I mean, if you, you could get this done correctly. We're not that far away from it. No, uh, there's a movie called the 1980s. <laughs> we are alive <laughs> yes, there. Right. And it worked then and can work today. But, you know, uh, with the Federal Reserve still misbehaving with an obsolete theory, we now have one of the most daring political coups in, in, in history, especially in a democracy. You know, when we were growing up when schools used to have uh, real literature courses, we read a book called 1984 by George Orwell mm-hmm. about an authoritarian society, Big Brother, mm-hmm. where the authorities saw every aspect of your life. That's what's unfolding today. All these rules on the EVs, all these uh, green rules are controlling businesses. Mm-hmm. You've cited that uh, memo from the from the Treasury Department on the first anniversary of the alleged Inflation Reduction Act, which is really the uh, Green Control of the Economy Act, uh, the Green Complex, Green Industrial Complex. So they control companies, 
uh, and uh, <clears throat> so and at the same time they control our lives. So I don't know why you've hit it before. Why the Republicans don't make fun of this every aspect of your life, everything that makes life worth living, more convenient. They want to wreck whether it's air conditioners, shower heads, gas stoves, pizzas in New York, washing machines, dishwashers, lawnmowers, leaf blowers, mm-hmm. any every everything now now ceiling anything that works that makes life better. They want to control. So every aspect of your life is under their control. And now with the more digitalization, they can see what you buy and what you don't buy. Mm. A Chinese social credit system is coming. Mm. Oh, you're, you're drinking too much. We must fight obesity in the name of obesity. We're going to restrict you to this, that, and the other thing. And uh, we've got to wake people up to it. When people realize the enormity of what's happening, they're going to say, no way. Yeah, they've done it again. So now, just in the last few days, the Energy Department is going to uh, ban ceiling fans. Uh, business is going to go out. Uh, individual, you're going to have to buy a new ceiling fan, or maybe you can't buy one at all. And the other thing is the White House has put out, you can only have two drinks a week. Uh, I, I'm not a drinker, but the point is, why are they telling us? We In the earlier in the show, Mark Simone, our pal Mark Simone, called it police state. It's a police state stuff. There's no free. We just had Nigel Farage talking about it, What's ha- what they tried to do to him and debank right. him in, in London, Steve. I mean, this is all crazy stuff. There's no common sense here. This is just crazy stuff. And and it's all done on the rubric of uh, climate change, which has mm. sort of uh, become a, a cult. And uh, nothing to do with science. And now we discover, now we're told, paper straws may not be good for you after they ban plastic straws. And a couple of things on that. One, on plastic straws, you realize if you take the unrecyclable plastics in a couple of uh, wind farms, you know, each one has 900 tons of unrecyclable plastics, there are more plastics in those wind farms, two wind farms, than all the plastic straws and plastic cups in the world. Mm. So stop it. And these paper straws now, terrible. Now they're poisoning us. So uh, back off. And we can't even buy old electric light bulbs. Well, where's consumer choice? That's but it's it. all about control, Larry. And they're doing it under the name of climate. And if you object, they have all the names ready to shame you and silence you. Now, you've said this modern socialism through the regulatory state. That's exactly right. This is right out of uh, Friedrich Hayek. Uh, and it is Orwellian. You're exactly right on all those points. All right, we're going to take a quick break. <clears throat> Folks, if you hadn't guessed, we're talking to the great Steve Forbes, chairman, editor-in-chief of Forbes Media. His uh, latest book with Elizabeth Ames, Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. Steve, on the other side, let's talk about the Republicans and the debate, because I don't think yeah. they're getting the job done. I'm Cudlow. No, take a quick break. We'll be right back with Steve Forbes. Larry Cudlow. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're talking to the great Steve Forbes, chairman and editor-in-chief of Forbes Media, and his most recent book, Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. Steve, so you're making some great points. Um, Critique the Republican debate uh, without Donald Trump. What did you make of it? (laughs) Did they get these messages out there? Uh, uh, the answer is on the economic side, they still, let's uh, be charitable, have a lot of work to do. So I think uh, they mm. came across as a, a people of a first rate of substance. And I think uh, that impressed the country that this party has real, real bench. 
uh, former governors who got real things done. And uh, I think in terms of uh, the economic side, I was glad that Vivek Ramaswamy uh, at least uh, mentioned the need for a stable dollar. Uh, his foreign policy mm-hmm. I have issues with, but at least he's got the Fed uh, mm-hmm. in, his, in, in his crosshair. Rightly, I hope the others do the same. But what I'm looking for, and uh, Nikki Haley we impressed, and so did Ron DeSantis finally stopped his free fall. But I think what uh, really needs to be done is they have to put forth uh, Reagan-esque, uh, remember old Kemp Roth, uh, big tax cuts, mm-hmm. simply saying renewing the Trump tax cuts, not enough. We got to do more. Mm. Make it bigger. Mm. Make it huger. And uh, do something like the flat tax. Be bold. People are in the mood for it. Take on the Federal Reserve and have make fun of this regulatory binge, which has ominous implications that any part of your life is now going to be under government control. They should be slamming that. Because as people realize, what, is this serious? Uh, then, then then, I think uh, people are going to say, not only are we going to vote for uh, the person at the top, we're going to vote the entire ticket, because this party now has a principled platform for progress. Yeah, nobody mentioned the regulatory state. Um, Ramaswamy talks about it. He mentioned the flat tax. And also, I will say, Pence, Pence talked about uh, extending and expanding on the what he called the uh, Trump-Pence tax cuts. The others didn't do that. I mean, I didn't really hear a growth message. It's sort of parts of it, Steve, yes, but I didn't really hear that uh, in the yeah, debate. It, it, it's but, like you know, 19, uh, you know, just let me say, just in 1980, yes. uh, the party was in favor of the Kemp-Roth 30% across-the-board tax cuts, but in the presidential mm-hmm. race, only Ronald Reagan made it a forceful centerpiece. So it's not enough to say, oh, yeah, I like that. It's number eight on my list of things to do. you got to put it at the Mm -hmm. forefront, front and center. And that's what they haven't done yet, this group. Yeah, growth and and prosperity. Look, um, you know, like him or not, Trump bashes away uh, climate change, deregulation, tax cuts. I mean, I think he still has a very strong... Message. What did you make of Ramaswamy? I mean, uh, he kind of won that debate, I think. Uh, well, I think uh, he perhaps uh, overdid some parts of it. And uh, the uh, Ukraine part, I want him to go uh, online, go to uh, Wikipedia mm-hmm. and look up uh, Czechoslovakia, Munich 1938, uh, to see what these things can mean. Uh, but that's mm-hmm. another subject for another time. So it's No, that's an important through. point. That, that's an important point. And uh, the other thing is he's got to then uh, lay out in more detail. Uh, he's got some good ideas. And uh, the, the other, so he, he's got a future. And he's got to show that he's got the maturity and the chops to uh, uh, occupy the big chair. And uh, Pence and the others, I was glad Nikki Haley came through, maybe Secretary of State, but they've got to uh, put forth the Reagan-esque kind of proposal. And Reagan did it. And he, they also should remind, as you've done, that the deregulation movement that uh, made possible critical of the booming 1980s was started by the Democrats in transportation. Reagan continued yeah. in energy and elsewhere critically, but planes, mm. trains, and trucks, uh, they were all the start of the liberation under the Democrats. Teddy Kennedy took on the Teamsters Union. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> yes. No, no, you're totally right. Uh, Ted Kennedy was good on it. Uh, Carter was good on it. Reagan picked up on it, but it was a Democratic thing. So, Steve, are you going to go, speaking of this, uh, let's have some fun here. Are you going to go Monday night uh, to the uh, 
Robert Kennedy uh, meeting. We're going to have dinner with him, Committee to Unleash Prosperity. You're going to go to that. What, and what do you think of Robert Kennedy Jr.? Does he understand <laughs> what his uncle did? <laughs> That's going to be a key question. Yeah, unfortunately, he won't be able to make the dinner, but uh, he uh, was at a thing called Freedom Fest, a group of uh, meeting of libertarians uh, last July. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he is a smart guy. He hit all the right uh, keynotes with that with that group, uh, hitting the libertarian angle. So um, he doesn't get the taxes. I wish he would because his party badly needs a, a, a tutorial on that. And uh, But... Uh, He's got uh, so if he does something like that, I think he can uh, put more juice in his campaign. Mm-hmm. He's around fifteen twenty percent, but that's a real protest against Biden. And by the way, people say, "Well, the country doesn't like a Biden Trump uh, contest again." Well, they're not going to get it. I can tell you, Joe Biden is not going to be the Democratic nominee in twenty twenty four with everything so, that's going on. So you're the, the second economy. guy. You're the second guy in this show. Mark Simone said the same thing. All right. Uh, Let's have some fun on this one. So Biden's not going to get it. So Steve Forbes, who's going to get? Who's going to come in and take him out? <laughs> if I knew that, I'd be in Las Vegas laying the odds and finally making it to the Forbes 400 <laughs> rich list. <laughs> but you're going to you're going to see a real push by Gavin Newsom, mm-hmm. and uh, Newsom uh, proposed that uh, he have a debate with Ron DeSantis. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's ever going to come about. I hope it does because I yeah. think it'd be good for the country to see the vivid contrast between California and Florida. And I think it would be uh, humbling for uh, Gavin Newsom, because one thing DeSantis does is he does his briefs. He knows his stuff uh, to point out what a disaster. And one of the good things, as you know, about our federal system is blue states versus red states. We have a laboratory going on. What states are working best? What states are in the most trouble? And uh, that uh, kind of debate, and the candidate should be hammering on that, too. We, we see what works and doesn't work. It's right before our eyes. I think if DeSantis... And by, by the way, and, and, and other uh, candidates they'll be throwing out, uh, uh, there's another word the throwing goes with, but the governor of North Carolina, who uh, declared a state of emergency when they passed school choice, even though his daughter goes to a private school, hello, mm-hmm. uh, the governor of Michigan, which is doing all she can to wreck... Uh, uh, fossil fuels uh, with the auto industry hello and uh, so uh, they they don't have much of a bench and then you have joe manchin making noises about a third party but uh, so the democrats have a problem but they know that joe biden can't lead them it, it's uh, and uh, i'm, I'm going to stop now because i'm going to say things that will get me in trouble Let's <laughs> just okay. I, I might be debanked. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, if DeSantis had talked about California versus Florida or New York versus Florida, you know this story. I mean, I've talked about this on the TV show a lot. New York. If you live in New York City, you pay a fourteen point eight percent marginal tax rate. If you live in Miami, you pay a zero tax rate. And if you, the Florida economy is growing three times the rate of the New York economy. And Florida has a bigger population than New York, but Florida's budget is half the size of New York. I mean, I think, Steve, if this, you know, originated with a Wall Street Journal editorial, I wrote about it and talked about it, others have talked about it. If Ron DeSantis had talked about that stuff, I think he'd be in much better shape than he is today. And uh, 
he would be in better shape, and also the party would be in better shape. Yeah. Because candidates down ballot have to know uh, this is the way to go. This is the way you get people on your side. This is the what Ronald Reagan understood. Not everyone was going to agree with his agenda, but he made sure what was key to his agenda. He dominated the dialogue. Mm. This is what my candidacy is about. And when they'd ask him, well, you got these nutbags backing you up, he said, I set the platform. If they want to endorse me, they're endorsing my platform. Mm. He, uh, he, he did that in a positive way. So uh, don't let the headlines do it. Don't let the questioners do it. Do it yourself. And I think people will respond positively to it. Good for you. Steve Forbes, terrific stuff. Can't thank you enough. Please, folks, get his book. It's so instructive. Inflation, what it is, why it's bad, and how to fix it. There's nobody better than Steve Forbes. Folks, we're going to break. On the other side, we're going to do some stock market work. Stay tuned. I'm Cudlow. Much more to come.